When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H E L P. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This episode is brought to you by Yumiko. Your favorite dancewear brand has just launched leg warmers and we can't wait for you to try them. Their leg warmer collection is created of a lightweight layer of the softest Italian merino wool designed to warm up your muscles without adding any bulk. This ultra fine knit gauge highlights the natural contours of your leg and comes in two colors to perfectly match your leotards. To celebrate the launch of this new collection, we are conducting another giveaway on our Instagram. Click over to instagram.com slash conversations on dance for details on how to enter to win. Entries will be accepted through midnight Eastern Standard Time on October 11th, and we will announce the winner on October 12th. Good luck. And after you enter, be sure to click over to yumiko.com to explore all the world-class dancewear that they have to offer. This episode is brought to you by the Town of Vail and hosted by Manor Vail Lodge, important partners of the 2018 Vail Dance Festival. I'm Rebecca King-Ferraro. And I'm Michael Breeden. And you're listening to Conversations on Dance. This week on Conversations on Dance, we are joined from the Vail Dance Festival by Stella Abrera, principal with American Ballet Theater. Stella began her training in her hometown of Pasadena, California. She moved away to Sydney, Australia, where she spent three years studying the Royal Academy of Dancing, or RAD. After returning to the States, Abrera joined American Ballet Theater as a member of the Corps de Ballet in 1996 and was appointed a soloist in 2001. After almost 20 years with the company and returning to the stage after dealing with a severe injury, she was promoted to principal dancer in August of 2015. Today we talk with Stella about her early training, how she came to join American Ballet Theater, and some of the challenges and triumphs of her 22 years with the company. So thank you so much for joining us today, Stella. We really appreciate you taking time out of your rehearsal schedule and popping on over to the Manor Vale. Thanks for having me. (laughs) (laughs) So we'll just go ahead and start at the beginning with um, how you got your uh, initial interest in in dance and started dancing. All right. Well, I'm the youngest of five kids. Um, I grew up in Los Angeles, California. So my eldest sister was already in college and I was this bratty five-year-old watching cartoons and she thought that that was silly that I was just sitting there watching cartoons and not doing anything active. And she had a love for dance. She was taking modern classes in college and she said, let's go to the local ballet school and see what happens. Mm -hmm. And um, I loved it from the first day and, you know, first ballet classes aren't really ballet classes. They're kind of like you're playing leapfrog and pretending you're butterfly and (laughs) skipping around. (laughs) Totally. Um, So just every year I got more serious. Um, My father's job moved us around a lot. So when I was um, 10, we moved to San Diego. Not that far away, Mm -hmm. but, you know, for a 10-year-old, that's so major. Um, Found another ballet school there. That I loved. Um, I didn't love it at first because the teacher re- like insisted that I take 
every single type of dance that they um that they offered and I was such a bunhead. I just uh-huh. was crying and crying. I was like, I don't want to take tap or <laughs> modern or flamenco. Like, what is that? No. And then I ended up loving it. Mm-hmm. Of course. I mean, I sucked at first at all of it <laughs> and I was really awkward and bad. And then I learned to love all the different types of dance. Um, I, I have a really mean Roger rabbit and running <laughs> man. So. <laughs> Is that um, something that you find can actually like serve you now, though, even though you were so young? But do you ever definitely. do you still draw upon that initial kind of dipping your toe in each style? Well, I'm grateful that I had that exposure, um, obviously, because I mean, a lot of American ballet companies, um, but ABT um, requires the dancers to be very versatile. Mm-hmm. So, or the more versatile you are the better, you know, the more (laughs) chances you get to work with the various different amazing choreographers who Mm -hmm. pass through. So I'm very grateful for that, that one teary phone call where the teacher was like, you have to take all these classes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then my father's job moved us again, a couple years later to Sydney, Australia. So that was a really big move. Yeah. Real culture shock. Went to an all girls Catholic academic school, Mm -hmm. uniforms, like the whole thing, Mm -hmm. which was a lot different from, you know, a Cali situation. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Um, And also, we found after a while, we were able to find a good ballet school. And um, it turned out that most ballet schools in Australia um, follow the RAD method. Right. Royal Academy of Dancing. So that's how I was introduced to that um, training. Uh, so a big change for you from what you were doing in California? Um, it, it was a change because um, you're required to memorize a whole class. Mm-hmm. You have about a year to memorize a whole class. And then at the end of the year, when you're ready, when your teacher says you're ready, you go to a certain school or studio and you walk into a tiny little studio, studio with another really nervous girl and you, <laughs> and there's this uh, adjudicator sitting at the table with her pencil and her stilettos and she's staring at you and you have to, perform this whole class that you've memorized for a year. Um, But she'll call out all the exercises to you. So you have to like remember which, and there's like lots of different ones. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Anyway, so it's a real memory test. Uh Um, It's good. Good. It's good to start feeling that kind of performance pressure, you know, maybe not so often, but to to get people ready um, for later. Um, So it's actually quite fortuitous that I got to uh, have some RID training because when we moved back to LA, so we came full circle, we moved back to LA and I was in high school. So I went back, I went back to the chill Mm -hmm. um, public high school situation. Um, and uh, I did a couple of summer intensives in upstate New York that were RID mm-hmm. inclined, and I was able to finish the last two exams there. Um, one of which the associate artistic director of APT at the time, Ross Stratton, mm-hmm. who is uh, was um, Australian and a former ABT dancer. Um, And uh, he invited me to come and audition. So that's kind of my long... The long arc of (laughs) The long arc of, yeah, how I I was able to make my way to ABT. Um, So I auditioned in October, and then I came back home to LA, uh, and then a couple months later got a phone call during... Christmas week. Mm-hmm. I was just on vacation with visiting my brother in Denver and checked the voicemail because back then there was the check the answering machine, you know, yeah. remotely. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he had left a couple of messages saying, okay, if you're ready, come, come 
to move to New York in a week and we have a contract for you. And this was without going to a big professional school, ballet school. Yeah. I mean, I was really lucky that that happened. I feel like it was maybe more common back then. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's been... A model now where, where people really want... I mean, I've noticed this change years, where, right, where it's yeah. like you have to go through the school. I know I recognize it's right. a positive for the school yeah. to say, like, look what we well, cultivated. Well, ABC didn't have a school, school back yeah. then. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, yeah. so that's maybe the reason. Yeah. Uh, I Yeah, I just didn't have the opportunity to um, go to boarding school or a conservatory. Right. It, it wasn't in the cards for for me and my family. Um, but it ended up... I Working was really okay, lucky, right? yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, I, I joined so early, so young. I was 17. Mm-hmm. So that I f- feel like, you know, those first three years were definitely still um, educational. It was just right. in a professional environment. Right. But, right. yeah. Uh, was the ABT always the company that you were kind of setting your sights on? And um, d- Yes, it was. Mm-hmm. I, I auditioned for a couple other companies, before um, I got the invitation, mm-hmm. um, but I had, you know, I'd been obsessed with yeah. that that video of Misha and Cynthia doing <laughs> Dunk You, yeah. and you know all those videos that mm-hmm. I would check out at the library and yeah. pre YouTube, yeah, pre internet. Right. Um, so yeah, APT was was, was it goal. for me, yeah. So you were 17. Were you finished with high school? Had you graduated high school or did you finish in New York? No, I took the uh, high school proficiency test. So I finished junior year, um, took the test and and joined the company. And then I was able to start taking some college courses through the company, actually, right. through Long Island University. Um, did you continue that? or I, ha- I, I found that I wasn't able to do both at the same yeah. time, it, yeah. especially when I got injured, mm-hmm. which I we'll touch on, later. which we'll touch on later. <laughs> I'm sure um, the amount of time and energy that I found it took to uh, maintain my body and spirits, and yeah. um, and to maintain the career sure. for me personally. Yeah. Um, a lot. was a little too much for me to try to do both. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm i so in awe of the people who do both. Oh, same, I mean, same, my, yeah. my best friend, Jillian Murphy, mm-hmm. yeah. she chipped away every year for 20 years, That's and she just graduated. Awesome. That's wow. incredible. How awesome is that? How awesome. I know. Good for so, her. Congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> Good chill. That's um, amazing. I know. I mean, because she's not had an easy schedule. <laughs> oh, <yeah>. totally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Totally. I mean, yeah. she's one of the most dependent upon principles Absolutely. the company's had for a long time. Absolutely. So that's really amazing. Yeah. Um, what were some of those first years like for you? Since you were saying you you hadn't had that experience, um, that sort of, it was like ABT was kind of like your high school, finishing your high school life, right? <laughs> yeah, definitely. I had, uh, at that point, in the corps de ballet women, there were a f- there was a good handful of very strong, um, strong women with strong personalities yes. in the corps de ballet um, who mentored me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> so at first, uh, I probably thought that their mentoring was could have been harsh mm-hmm. or was a little uh, tough for me to, uh, you know what I'm trying to say. I'm yeah, trying yeah. to be really diplomatic you are. here wow. because with the thing, what yeah. I'm trying to say <laughs> is that it was hard at first, but then once I got to know them and once I realized how company dynamics worked, I I knew I knew that there there is a place for everyone to. Mm-hmm be and 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 it just makes right the machine 
um, kind of hum along in the right way. Um, I think that's an interesting dynamic we could maybe talk about is just like when you do join the Corps de Ballet at 17 years old, there's also women there who may be 35 who've been in the company for a long time and you're right next to them. And sometimes it's hard for them to see that, though it happens all the time. It's always happening. So there is that really that pressure when you're young to look up to them, but also you're doing the same part. So I think it's really, it makes it very challenging. And sometimes it can come off as harsh because it's their own thing that they're going through. Well, yes, I, I was probably also kind of oblivious at first to like how, how things worked. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's all about the learning curve is steep, but if you peel, peel open your eyes and look around and are sensitive to the energies around you, then eventually things even out. And then we all became really good friends. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah, so I think there's like a level of hazing kind of that is yeah. important. Yes. And then it's yes. if people go over that is when. Right. Like it's always when you can look back and be like, that person was actually doing something good for me. Yes, then, exactly yeah, what I was trying fine. to say earlier. Yeah. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. It is helpful. Because then sometimes if you're too nice... Oh, it doesn't work I, yes. either. Yeah. yeah, that's always. I needed one. guidance for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, what were some of your first major opportunities at ABT? Um, well, let me just. Can I just go back of to. Course. Well, what at first, the first couple of years, uh, it was really interesting. Like my very first six months I was living out of a suitcase it was like a really tour heavy year mm-hmm. like I, and they were all international tours oh amazing wow so it was amazing just but a it was also just, <laughs> just jet setting I, totally yeah. it just blew me away I was going to Japan for three weeks and oh, Korea and Rio wow. and like performing on these outdoor stages in front of Tens of thousands yeah. of people like doing shades by there, looking up the at the Corcovado. Like these wow. images are totally burned into my mm-hmm. my memory. Um, so, uh, yeah, there was that too. It's just it was such an onslaught of like really cool experiences, as well as the challenges of working within a group and. Mm-hmm learning how difficult court of ballet work is like the standing Mm -hmm. after the really hard, (laughs) you know, dances. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The dances are really hard. Yeah. Full body. And then the, the, the endurance and strength it takes to stand in B plus. Yeah. People don't realize how hard that B plus is. Oh my God. I've had times there where I, I mean, I think there was a time where I almost threw up in Swan Lake because that was my ankles were arches cramping so bad. Totally. And we didn't even do it like you guys did it. I can't imagine. <laughs> yeah. We do it like once a year, and I'm like, this is enough of this. Yeah. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> yeah. So applaud the court of ballet women. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I do it I every mean, especially day. in a, something like a Met season, oh, when okay. you go from one mm-hmm. hard thing to the next. They they play this game now. I don't know if you've heard or seen. Um, um, so they, they tally... Everyone tallies how many um, acts they perform yeah. every day, and uh, and how many how many shows they have. Yeah. Um, there was one gal who who had done every single of the sixty three shows. <gasps> oh my god! Yeah, yeah. it's pretty. Amazing. Did she get like a bottle of wine? The one that wins? Oh no, there's a big pot of money. Oh. Like everyone puts in money in the beginning. And then, oh, that's uh, hysterical! Yeah, oh, it's at like the an end. official. Oh, it's like a few hundred bucks. Woo, she earned <laughs> that's great. it. Yeah, she, she earned it. That's, that. that's a lot of B. That's like hours in B plus. That's yeah. hours of your life in B plus. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! It gets really bad when you think of things like that. So, no, <laughs> I thought I you were going to say they were tallying the hours that yeah. they were standing oh, well, on. <laughs> they maybe have. Maybe too. that's for next year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we did a, a four act ballroom ballet that I was oh. in every act, every show. But I realized that very early on. And I was like, okay, we have 
like 17 shows, this many dress rehearsals. And then I did the math in my head and I was like almost a hundred acts. I was going to perform and I would just like started crying. No, he used to do that stuff all the time. And he'd be like, don't worry, only 18 acts left. And I'm like, shut up. Like, if you didn't tell me that, I just would have, I would have been like, we're almost done. We have one left today. Like yeah. stop making the whole scope happen in my mind. I like to terrorize people. Uh, but back to you. Back to you. <laughs> Um, so let's talk about some of your, your first opportunities. What, what was, what stands out in your head as like a, something where you were. So I think the first times I was able to get a featured role or two was, um, in more of the contemporary Hmm. works to that. Yeah. So I was like, Uh you know, getting my contemporary on, yeah, my, (laughs) my groove on like getting all like in the floor, my flat shoes and, um, I had a really great um, time in Airs, Paul Taylor's Airs, which I loved. Um, uh, and let's see what else. It's been a while. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and oh, there a Martha Graham ballet mm-hmm. called Diversion of Angels. Mm-hmm. Um, and that I think that might have been the first like one of the principal mm-hmm. roles. Um, Were you guys doing City Center seasons at that point? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I miss those. City Center. I used to come so when I was wonderful. a student yeah. and watch all the time. Because that was great, too, because New York City Ballet didn't dance in the fall. Right. So I didn't ever have to pick between ABT <laughs> and City Ballet. You know, the May and June is a hard time for a oh, ballet lover. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but then, I, you know, ABT City Center... I could I could go see everything all oh, all the time, and that's always such a wonderful time for opportunities. Totally, because yeah. I think so. That's probably why my first um, forays into the solo world was, mm-hmm. you know, during that season. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and when did some of the ballet um, featured roles start coming along? Was it right after? Um, Georgina Parkinson mm-hmm. was a coach. And um, ballet mistress at ABT for decades, and uh, she took me under her wing. She saw whatever she saw mm-hmm. in me that she wanted to uh, work with, and um, boy, did she work with me <laughs> intensely. Uh, really, because of because of my lack of um, a finishing school. Mm-hmm. Say she, uh, we really went back to basics. We would spend hours just like drilling pirouette diagonals, mm-hmm. like the end of, of the pas de trois. Mm-hmm. I would like <laughs> do that one diagonal for an hour with her, um, and so that was that was like one of my first um, ballet mm-hmm. featured roles was Swan Lake Pas de Trois mm-hmm. or. Um, Myrta. I mean, that was a big was one, say, but I thought maybe that would have been. Yeah, that was one that, and I think that's when she really helped me mm-hmm. kind of find my way towards the ballerina ballerina world. Um, just really trying to refine it, right? Refine everything, like from my where I put my ring finger mm-hmm. in my porta bra to mm-hmm. you know drilling how high I jumped, mm-hmm. like. Yeah. Um, What's it like to have a, a role like that for a lot of years? You know, it's like <laughs> if that was one of your first yeah. opportunities. Yeah. Are you still performing it now, or you've moved just to Giselle? You do both. Um, this year I was unable to do both. I was supposed to. Mm-hmm. Um, I did it last year and had a ball. I had a great time. So it's. I mean, that's amazing to have this. It is stretch, so amazing. Yeah. So how it's does uh, your interpretation of a role like that evolve from yeah. year to year? Um, it feels so. I love it. I. I mean, <laughs> Merta, as I'm sure everyone who <laughs> everyone knows, <laughs> is real like beast yeah, of yeah. a role. It's mm-hmm. a killer. Yeah. Yeah. At the end, you have another, you know, almost vomit moment. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you just really put it all out put it all out there on the floor. <laughs> um, 
I guess oh, as the years progressed, I would um, focus less on the um, on the the technical elements of like how to power through the jumps and uh, and focus more on the characterization and the storytelling aspect of that role, um, which in turn (laughs) would also help physically just so it feels less arduous. Yeah. yeah. And the more I gained confidence just over the years uh, of doing the role, the less I was trying to please Mm -hmm. the people who were helping me in the role. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. I guess that's a a whole other topic, (laughs) you know, that the, uh, the ballet guilt or Uh, ballet mm -hmm. pleasing. We got a whole other podcast um, on that. Yeah. I mean, that we can talk about all day. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I think that's kind of what you have to do in the beginning, at least to, I don't know. For me, I needed that to to guide me and yeah. help motivate me, and then and then eventually I was able to kind of carry it over more onto my myself, mm-hmm. my own self motivation right. and um, pursuing of artistic expansion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you were promoted in two thousand one to soloist. Yes. Right? <laughs> um, and following your promotion, you had a. a a big push from I know the audience loved you. That's always I would always hear people talking about you, and Thanks. you know anyone who remembers Ballet Alert, uh, <laughs> TBT. Some Whoa. there were some big Stella fans out there, wow. so everyone was eager for more Stella. But you did suffer a very difficult injury. So tell us a little bit about that when you first began to deal with it, and then what the process was overcoming um, this. What could have been a potential career ender? Yeah, um, as as all big injuries come along at just the wrong time. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, there's never a right time to be injured, but mm-hmm. um, I had just had this really cool meeting where Kevin had called me into his office and told me that I was going to debut Giselle. Uh, in the in the spring season, so that was sometime in the winter, like January something, mm-hmm. and uh, of course I was completely elated and just yeah, obviously mm-hmm. over the moon that that was going to be my first, um, I think my first big role, full length, first full length, right? Um, and soon after, and I remember my my. I was just going, going, going. I felt really strong. Every rehearsal I was in, I was just blasting. I was like, I had momentum. I felt powerful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, boom, one day I just started feeling like my calf was really achy. Mm-hmm. Just, but like a weird, a weird pain that I'd never felt before. We've all felt sore muscles. We've all felt strains. or But this was just like a deep, like pulsing aching pain Mm -hmm. and you know i push through it as as we all do do. (laughs) even though we probably shouldn't um until eventually like i kept getting worse and worse until eventually i i wasn't able to use the leg Mm -hmm. really um it was mysterious it was it was very difficult for them to, to diagnose um all diagnostic tests came up clear. They, yeah, nothing Ugh. came up in my back and nothing came up in my calf. So, and then everybody thinks <laughs> you're like, they're like, well, what's loss. wrong with her? Like, maybe what do you tell your, no, you yeah. know, but it's like, how do you go up and tell your boss? Like, I don't know, I hurt, but no yeah. one knows what's wrong with me. Yeah. It's so hard. Right? So hard. Um, I know. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> you had, yeah. Just, this projected is really, on yeah. <laughs> no, this is her, her life. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm plenty of dancers. So yeah. many people. Yeah. 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 After after it happens to you, then after you talk to so many people, you realize 
that you're not alone. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so many people have had to endure this, even though while you're going through it, you feel as alone as, yeah. <laughs> as yeah, anything. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, about uh, somehow it's been a long time. It's been like 10 years. So I kind of don't remember all the details, but I do remember it was nine months before they decided it was an injury in my back. Uh-huh. So then they just started treating my back. Um, but at that point, my leg had atrophied mm-hmm. so severely. Um, it got to a point where like walking on the sidewalk, like pedestrian walking was a real challenge. Um, meaning like it would take me five minutes to walk one city block. Oh. Um, I had to go down subway stairs one at a time. So it's just, it's just interesting now that I think about this and now I talk about it. It's like whenever I'm in the city, which can be really harsh mm-hmm. to people who aren't, able as able-bodied as mm-hmm. as we all are like i always just see make sure i try to help whoever looks mm-hmm. like they're struggling because th- i can't know. tell you how many times because i looked i was young i was yeah. 29 mm-hmm. and i was walking down the si- subway stairs one at a time people were get so pissed at me mm-hmm. i'm sure they'd be so frustrated like i gotta get to work why are you going one at a time like mm-hmm. anyway so Things like that. So it got bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my point. Oh my god. Um, and of course, dancing was not even in the picture. Mm-hmm. I was just struggling to walk. Um, fast forward, uh, eighteen months after mm-hmm. that point, I was finally back on stage. So wow, it went from that low point of hardly being able to walk to um, finding a doctor, a pain management specialist who thought she could help me. And, um, you know, straight up Western medicine injected some cortisone into my spine. Um, And it gave me the boost I needed Mm -hmm. to then begin the rebuilding process because I just had so much inflammation in my back that mm-hmm. I I couldn't get rid of it mm-hmm. by no bottles yeah. of Advil could. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, Did you have pain in your back as well, or it was just I didn't, in the leg? Which is why it was Weird. so confusing. Right. Yeah. My back felt totally fine. It's just my calf disappeared. It's all connected. It's so strange. My husband yeah. had this kind of same thing. He kept straining his calves over and over, mm-hmm. and it was his. Um, his back is like what slip discs or something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. He's gonna if he listens to this, which he won't. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he'll be like, "That's not my injury. You should know it." But um, yeah, yeah, it's so nuts how those yeah. are connected. Like, yeah, that. I've learned so- a lot about the nervous system and how amazing and complex the nervous system is, and um, how kind of unpredictable and. Um, a lot of it was mental training. Like mm-hmm. after the physical healing happened, the tr- the training of the impulses to s- stop my leg from hurting. Right. Um, that was a real, um, I want to say a bad word. I'm not going to. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's a real head trip. Yeah. Uh, so that was rough. <laughs> How did, how did you work on that part of it, the mental side? Um, so I learned this I, from with every like gig I would have in different places. I would find like a bodywork person uh-huh. who ended up giving me some like cool gem or mm-hmm. yeah, this this physical therapist in New Zealand of all places um, introduced me to this. I don't know what the f- real term is called but it's a it was like it was all about thought viruses Hmm. it's like what what the hell is a thought virus it's (laughs) like um basically things that trigger pain impulses to to start happening Mm -hmm. 
even though there might not necessarily be a reason for your leg to be hurting. Yeah. It's just because it's had It 18 knows. months of mm -hmm. being in pain, it's going to go back to feeling that pain. Hmm. Um, <laughs> it's so good right now. Oh, my, my God. God. Tell us everything. Jesus, like, Jesus your ways. <laughs> so it was all about like every time I would feel like a twitch in my calf, immediately my first thought was like, oh, my God, my – My disc is messed up or something. Mm -hmm. But no, it was just like tired mm -hmm. <laughs> or whatever. So he'd be like, you know, touch it and tell it. <laughs> this sounds so No, cruel. it's not. No, it's, it's real. Like it. Out it there. Real this was definitely way after I had healed and gotten back on stage. But this is, this is part of like my uh, maintenance process because I can't ever forget that. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. I can't just. Yeah. Yeah. So I am going all over the place. I like I'm it. not going it's, in we, order at no, all. It's There's good. no need for order. <laughs> Just bounce around as you please. It's good. Um, the particular injury I had, and I'm sure everyone's big injury has their set of complications, but mine, I felt like mine was really um, emotionally challenging because, you know, If I felt pain, it's like I felt like 50% of the time it could have been because something was injured or 50% of the time was because my nerve was just like triggered mm -hmm. to go back to the pain right. mode. Right. But there wasn't a real mm. reason for it. Right. So um, it took me, it's taken me and it's still, I mean, I still have flare ups. So mm -hmm. it's not like. My body's perfect now. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's all, I've learned how far I can push my body. And, um, and that took a long time of trial and error. And I found that I had to go super slowly, which is why it took me so long mm -hmm. to get really in the saddle. That's so important though. If you rush it, then it's a whole nother yeah. set of complications. Yeah. I mean, I did have a set. So I, I came back after 18 months and I was like, I'm Here back. I and I was like, art, like, Like sure. I went back right. to uh -huh. my, you know, I always wanted to arch as much as I could because I could. Uh -huh. And I wanted to be, you know, the flexy arabesque person. <laughs> and um, six months later, I was out again oh. for oh. another six months. Oh, yeah. yeah. So it, all in all, it was like a two year situation. I had six months of like kind of being on stage and, mm -hmm. you know. Um, so that was my hard learned lesson that I had to go really slow. Yeah. Right. You know, that's um, and that's where Craig Salstein came in, uh, soloist at ABT mm -hmm. for many years. Um, and he was learning to become a teacher. Mm -hmm. He, yeah. And he, every lunch break he had, every break he had, we'd schedule, Time for him to give me private class. That's awesome. Tailored to, to yeah. where I was at that oh, point. That's so great because sometimes just doing your own bar over and over, oh. it's like, and then or trying to like modify be in the company setting and trying no, to do your own thing. It is so. And you also feel like people don't like the teachers don't like that, even though, as much as they might say, <laughs> it's fine. Like you do your own thing. You still, f it's the dancer guilt. Dancer Maybe guilt. they don't <laughs> not like it. it, but you know what I mean? Like yeah. I couldn't ever do that without feeling like. And inevitably yeah. you're pushed too far yeah. because you can't keep up because yeah. you're just not there yet. Yeah. And you, and that, that does a number on your self-esteem because mm -hmm. yeah, it's a whole thing. Mm -hmm. Being injured sucks, but it's also inevitable mm -hmm. and yeah. it makes you stronger. I mean, mm -hmm. it's all this, everything we know, but yeah. <laughs> while you're yeah. in it, it's terrible. Yeah. Sure. Did you consider just stopping and moving on? What's so strange At that point, because I think I, I had tasted like the hope mm -hmm. of doing the dream roles, like doing Giselle. Like I knew that if I had just, if I could just get back, that I could possibly mm -hmm. do those roles. Mm -hmm. So I actually didn't. I was so driven just to get better. I, right. I, I mean, obviously had super dark moments sure. of just like major depression, but I never 
sounds weird that I never thought that I wanted to quit. Mm-hmm. I was just like so mad at my body for mm-hmm. being injured. And that's a whole nother thing too. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Was there ever, did you feel like coming back that you needed to sort of earn the artistic staff's trust again? Sometimes when dancers have injuries and like you said, you came back for a little while then went back out. Were they a little um, hesitant to trust you right away that you would be healthy? Oh, it took a, I, I mean, took a long time for me to trust myself Mm -hmm. right i'm sure that they that that was always a consideration um they were very kind and making my workload not as heavy Mm -hmm. or not up to where it was before or uh and of course because i was already like an established company member at that Mm -hmm. point i felt like i could have a say Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know um if i felt like i had too heavy a workload but i was definitely not up to the standard to my own standard Mm -hmm. um pre-injury um i was just grateful to be back on stage Mm -hmm. I was obviously doing my best at all mm-hmm. times, but I wasn't necessarily going for the gold mm-hmm. right. every time I went out there. You know what I mean? Right, I just sure. you did what wanted you could. to give a good show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But um so but that was that was the time I was taking in order to go as slowly as I could, right. like mm-hmm. inching forward towards having mm-hmm. more like freedom and more mm-hmm. that reckless abandon, which I, you know, I you missed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, was was there a point where you felt first personally like you're back on track to being yourself and then where you thought, okay, the artistic staff is also behind me in this moment and we're, we're going, we're moving forward and things are good? Um, yeah, I think it was maybe the year, bef- the year or two before I was promoted. Actually... It was a a mental shift mm-hmm. where because I had I had reached the summit that I thought I could never reach, meaning mm-hmm. to get back on stage. Like my standards had so far uh, shifted. Dim, yeah, uh, shifted that um, I no longer was dreaming of doing Giselle. Yes. I was Dance. yeah happy to be doing the roles I was doing. Mm-hmm genuinely happy to be doing them um and so i thought well i've been doing these soloist roles for 12 13 years maybe it's time to think about transitioning out of dance soon because i don't know how many more years i want to be doing these roles Mm -hmm. um and so every time that's that's when i decided look i'm just gonna start going for broke now when i go out on stage and if i push too hard if i my body can't handle it then it's okay because i've already made this decision to be like i'm this this could be my last show of marta i'm going for going for it and um i ended up my body ended up being okay with it and it got stronger mm-hmm. and I was able to yeah so I think I just got better the more I stopped caring mm-hmm. about not caring but stopped worrying we know worrying. exactly what you mean. Yeah, yeah yeah I know like, exactly what I mean actually thinking that this could be the last time I do this role ever yeah, yeah. then I was just like okay whatever mm-hmm. yeah do it. and then I would just like try to blast mm-hmm. oh that's really um, fun. <laughs> it, yeah, I mean, and most of the time, I was, I would come off stage and be like pleasantly surprised that my calf wouldn't be aching mm-hmm. or that it wouldn't be like twitching like crazy or you know. Um, so it took that like leap mm-hmm. of faith in myself. Yeah. Um, yeah. So so maybe that's why. The promotion happened. <laughs> Let's talk about that big happy moment when you were promoted to principal. What was that like for you and how did, did you see it coming? Um, I didn't see it coming because I had already 
made that, um, told myself that this is where I was going to be. And it was a really great place to be as a soloist at ABT. How damn cool. You know, I'm sure in the back of my mind, I was like, that'd be so cool. But not, it's not going to happen because it's it would be really kind of crazy. <laughs> at that point, I was in the company for 19 years. Mm. Wow. So, um, thank you, Kevin, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> for sticking it out. Um, and... Yeah, allowing me to go through that whole journey. And um, yeah, he announced my name and I just felt like the whole world both like exploded and like collapsed down onto <laughs> me at the same time uh -huh. for like five seconds. Uh -huh. It was, just, you know, after watching all those videos of Misha and <laughs> Cynthia <laughs> when I was a kid and to Think about, whoa, being the same position as that. Like, that just was so mind-blowing to me that I couldn't really, like, absorb it. Or um, So I was basically numb for <laughs> that, that video, a week. That um, video of you, I forget who shot it. Who knew? Someone it knew. Was, in their I head. think it was Julie. <laughs> yeah. Julie. <laughs> Julie yeah. Who we love. Who's we been love. on the podcast. Yes, we love. Julie's oh. awesome. And it's a video of you finding out about your promotion. She and was this. sneaky. So sweet. And everyone. I, I mean, I feel like anyone. Devin, we were talking to, for instance. And I think that it, it wasn't. What's great about it is you had this huge personal triumph. But. It is like something that probably everyone in the company then can look up to and hold on to and just see as like, this is a pillar of what a real artist and, you know, someone who perseveres is and, and that that's a possibility. So right. I think it <clears throat> permeated the whole company culture. Maybe. Yeah. Like rather than a moment where, um, you know, people might feel jealous or something. I just feel like. Every, you had everyone behind you. It was a really special moment just I, beyond. I completely agree. I've yeah. never felt so much love and support. I mean, it was it was overwhelming mm -hmm. for sure. So how has company life changed for you since that promotion? Any new debuts that you've done <laughs> since then? <laughs> um, I feel like almost every I every time I went on stage was like <laughs> a debut. Uh, well, <laughs> I had Fascinating yeah. what happens at ABT a lot Which is you get your big um, full lengths after your promotion, right? You've done, you've done, yes. you just did Juliet, for instance. So you, you have a few things that lead up to it, but then oh, right. after they start to really, the debuts start packing. Yes. In, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. This so this, true. I don't know season, if that's how it was, you know, back in the right. 70s but, and 80s or whatever, mm -hmm. but. Um, right now it seems to that's be. That's how, that's how it's rolling now. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so that certainly has been, yes. Yeah. Um, How did, was that? Debuting Juliet was one of the most fantastic experiences of my life. Yeah, uh, of my career hmm. for sure. Um, because you don't have time uh, to like this is it. Like I, I, I'm not gonna have like hundreds of Juliets to keep evolving and mm -hmm. growing into like again it was <laughs> I feel like every time I go on stage it could be the last time mm -hmm. sure and you know I'm 40 now so that's valid mm -hmm. <laughs> I should do that and I do and it makes me feel really grateful for every time I'm on stage mm -hmm. and um, so I nerded out like a crazy person before that show. Mm -hmm. You know, reading the play, watching all the movies, you know, all mm -hmm. that stuff. But just like holding up in an empty studio with the headphones and like trying out all the different nuances mm -hmm. for all the different, mm -hmm. act, especially the acting scenes, mm -hmm. um, what felt 
authentic and organic and right. Um, And then to have, to do it on stage and have it be so magnified and so um, just emotionally and artistically gratifying. I mean, whoa, (laughs) mind blowing. How do you feel that, um, your work that you're doing now as a principal dancer and doing Giselle and Juliet um, are different than let's say you had done it at 18 and you had had those opportunities, mm-hmm. but instead you've gone through all of this and now you're treating each performance like it could be your last. How do you think that maturity and that life experience enriches your performances now? Um, well, I can't speak from the, audience perspective i i'm hoping that it's um a fulfilling experience uh especially because each role we get to do is most likely um the one we get per year Mm -hmm. um i'm sure if i had danced giselle when i was 20 um it would have been more technically powerful, but I don't think that the depth of artistry would have been there. And I'm not saying that 20 year olds doing Giselle now don't have the depth of artistry. I'm just for you personally, for me personally, um, I would never want to go through it again, but I feel like my injury and other, you know, difficult life experiences certainly color Mm -hmm. my experience on stage Mm -hmm. dramatically yeah well thank you so much we've kept you here for 54 minutes yeah so sorry (laughs) thank you for your interest and for um listening to me babble for 54 minutes about myself oh my gosh like i mean you're just preaching to the choir about these injured moments so Uh, important to talk about them i think for audience members they don't always hear about that. And then for dancers who are listening, who are maybe going through it, mm. it's so important to hear. And you inspired us. We really today. appreciate oh, you being here. I'm so appreciative to have been here. Thank you. Thank Thanks you. again. Thank you for joining us this week. We are excited to announce that you can now listen to Conversations on Dance on Spotify, in addition to Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, or through our website at conversationsondancepod.com. Subscribe now to receive notifications of new episodes. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Conversations on Dance. See you next week. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.